Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Venice Dembo, Andrew Gaze, Joey Devine, Mano Udry, Mike Penderthy. Travis Knight, Rusty LaRue, Patreons, JP Gale, thank you JP, Ryan O'Toole, thank you Ryan, Iceland, Paco Pier Finish, Iceland, Musical guest, the amazing Rhythm Aces. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the podcast. And we are back. I'm here, as always, with uh, my best friend, writer, uh, Golden State of Mind contributor, uh, America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Uh, I'm good. Doing okay. Doing all right. I got playing fever, and I got uh, scarlet fever. I am I'm being blinded. Right <laughs> I feel like, I don't want to get too into this right now, but I feel like the play-in games this week were a real, uh, um, like, proof of, con- like, it was a real showing... Uh, casual basketball fans, what the NBA is like on a night-to-night basis, because it was two really good games, and then two of the shittiest basketball games I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess that Spurs-Pelicans game got good towards the end It was still terrible. It was was still terrible. I mean, it, it, like... It felt like an actual NCAA tournament play-in game. Yeah, it kind of did. I sort of think 
like, I mean, I guess, I guess having the 10 be something to shoot for does reduce tanking more, but there's a certain point where it's like, Jesus, could we just let Greg Popovich go home? His <laughs> team won 34 games. Well, like, Sean, he didn't want to go home, though. Did you see what Lonnie Walker said after the game? Uh, no, I saw Popovich was mad about speculation that his career was over. Well, no, but... Uh, not what did Lonnie that. Walker Lonnie say? Lonnie Walker... <laughs> Uh, San, this is from Mark Stein at the Stein line, uh, Substack zone. Friend of the uh, podcast. Uh, uh, Lonnie Walker, San Antonio's Lonnie Walker said just now that the Spurs, presumably at Greg Popovich's behest, watched three film clips after their season ending loss tonight at New Orleans. Uh, of what? Like, I assume defensive breakdowns on jose alvarado i don't know man i mean is it like i was thinking like is it is like clips from uh like the power of the dog you know he's like you guys probably missed this one like a it i mean like a cooking demo like like he showed him (laughs) he showed him how to like deglaze a pan maybe it was was clips from greg popovich's favorite movie (laughs) sideways um (laughs) right that's probably pop's favorite movie Right? Uh-huh. Because he doesn't I, I want any like... rosé either or Merlot. What is the joke in that movie? He doesn't want to drink any Merlot. And Merlot, yeah, yeah. even though that movie is about uh, two despicable people, it destroyed the Merlot industry in that region. Congratulations <laughs> uh, to Paul Giamatti and Thomas Aiden Church for their role in uh, putting some poor, hardworking farmers out of work. And now that, now that area... Is a tourist trap. <laughs> look, look, I will say, go visit Solvang. It's great. It's a it's a Danish village. Come on. What do you what do you what do you what else do you want? I, you know what? I have a different take. Don't go visit Solvang. Solvang is boring and weird. <laughs> I mean it's weird. That's like, why you visit. I am not old enough to be so boring that me and my girlfriend go to Solvang for the weekend. That is my take. Even though I'm almost 40. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I think that will happen, but my girlfriend is actually from near Solvang, so that might be I'll probably end up going. Our first argument. All right. I know, uh... <laughs> I know. Uh, but there's an Anderson's pea soup there, I think, too. Good, oh, great. Get um, that traveler's special, baby. All right. Um it's too much pea soup. You want one bowl of pea soup. Trust me. Uh, all right. Uh, for for our international and non-California <laughs> listeners, there's a restaurant called Pea Soup Anderson's. Don't worry about it. All there's right. Two, um, yeah, they advertise them hundreds of miles away on the freeway. Um, <laughs> it's very weird. All right. Just some business off the top. Patreon.com slash Pod is where you can hear our upcoming Lincoln Lawyer uh, series about Netflix's The Lincoln Lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. We asked an actual lawyer, a real lawyer, if he'd like to co-host it with us, and he did not respond. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he sent us a motion for uh, continuance. <laughs> he, uh, so we he shall is, see how that goes. He sent us a restraining order asking him not to talk to him <laughs> ever again. Um... <laughs> Uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod that's where you get all your bonus episodes that's where you join our discord um, and that's where uh, uh, two aggrieved Bulls fans being upset about their team making the playoffs this week 
yeah, they're they're not that confident about it. Although I I have to say I thought they would be more aggrieved. <laughs> um, that's great. Um, that is of course our friends John Wilms and uh, Kev Couchside Kev. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, t-shirts, you can buy a Round Ball Rock t-shirt, and we do have a new t-shirt coming, I swear. And then follow us on Twitter, at Round Rock Pod, email us at Round Rock Pod, or uh, call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. Um, also, five-star reviews on iTunes, it helps according to other podcasts, podcasts tell us to. Also, it's pretty weird, iTunes only lets you get five stars, I don't yeah. Yeah, it, it, we we keep asking, yeah, and they Elon say... Elon Musk should buy iTunes so he can uh, uh, unlock free speech of giving less than five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, we have some reader mail. Oh. Um, let's go to that. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. All right, Sean, our friend John L., who asked us this in the Patreon Discord. Um, again, you can join that at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. This is from an article about New Orleans investing in quote-unquote smart city technology, and more specifically, how there might have been something fishy about how the contract was a... It's a uh, quote from a newspaper article. Early this month, Cantrell held three events with NBA legend Irvin Magic Johnson, whose investment firm, JLC Infrastructure, is one of the leading partners on the project, to ask the public and council to get behind the project. Despite the mis- but despite the missing key details, and despite the fact that a draft contract has never released to the public, quote, there's no magic without the city council, unquote, Johnson's, and this is John L. again, my question do you think Magic Johnson uses the uh, the there's no magic without line for every pitch he's hired to make? And if when the deal falls through, does Magic go on CNBC and say he was planning to invest in St. Louis, but then Anthony Davis came in and made it New Orleans? <laughs> oh, man, this is a, a layered question. Um, I do think. OK, I will say he does not make the exact there's no magic without but he always makes a reference to magic 100% of the time he is always talking about magic like uh, i think he has used do you believe in magic well then you should invest in this project um okay here's a question joey do you think magic ever says tada at no, these presentations absolutely not does he say abracadabra ever Possibly. see that sounds a little more like it right yeah uh-huh um, do you think he ever says, you better invest now or this opportunity is going to disappear? Uh, y- no. Uh, how about this is where the magic happens? Yes. Um, do you think he's ever listened to the first, like, 20 seconds of the Ben Folds 5 song, Magic, and then turned it off Absolutely and disgust? Not. Yeah, well, I, I would say, but, like. Only the he's like, hey, maybe this is about me, and then he hears the piano, and he's like, no thanks. No, EJ the DJ is not fucking around with uh, any uh, Ben Folds Five. Yeah, Especially you're right. Especially songs you're right. written by their drummer. <laughs> uh. 
That's why it was written by the drummer? Yeah, I don't know why I know that, but I do. Um, Sean, while we're yeah. talking about magic and business, can I play yeah. you a video that uh, I found earlier this week? Please do. All right. It's been 378 days since I last dined inside a restaurant, and people are starting to take their social lives back, starting to go to places that they love, like here. I saw this seal on your door, Ecolab Science Certified. What does that mean? This means our customers can feel more confident coming into our bakeries every day. You and your team are doing your part by keeping the bakery safer, cleaner, through Ecolab Science Certified Program. Visit sciencecertified.com. I love this video of Magic Johnson at Porto's Bakery, Sean. Yeah. It's like my favorite new video. Do you think Porto's got that for free? No. I kind of think, that, well, but it's for the Ecolab technology. It's true. Like, I kind of feel mean, like he might have just <laughs> gone to, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, it just, does it kind of feel like that would be outside of the Porto's budget? Am I underestimating the financial? No, Porto's is very popular. <laughs> I mean, it is. I just, I guess maybe I've it's never really. Been to a Porto's. I've never been always, to a Porto's. I've never been to a Porto's. Like a line of a hundred people out the door, and there's like five locations in Los I, Angeles. I know it's very popular. I just have never, like, quite understood why I would wait in the line. I guess. Anyway, Sean, what we're, we're we need to stop. This is not about Porto's. It's about yeah. Magic Johnson taking yes. his social life back. <laughs> yeah. I last dined inside a restaurant and people are starting to take their social lives back. Starting to go Sean, what do you think Magic Johnson is doing to take his social life back besides um, awarding Porto's Bakery with a science, uh, an Ecolab science certi certificate seal of approval? Honestly, I know this predates the pandemic, but I think the main thing he did to take his social life back was resign without any advance warning from the <laughs> Lakers. Because the most important part of his social life is tampering with NBA players. Uh, <laughs> like, what What else does he like to do except just like, well, great job, Paul George. He likes to go on yachts, right? That's the other uh -huh. thing he really likes to do. He likes to go to, he goes to like corporate events yeah, constantly. Yeah, he gets paid to talk at them. And then um, like your your real reward is a tweet that's like, thanks so much to Raytheon making great weapons at this big <laughs> conference. Raytheon, they'll make your enemies disappear. <laughs> Government lobbying, that's where the magic happens. Like, okay, it's weird because in his own way, magic almost endorses as many things as Shaq. Mm -hmm. um, he just does it on sort of a corporate level in probably a more lucrative way, but also kind of a weirder way. Yeah. Because there's a lot of products where you're kind of like, I don't really understand why Magic Johnson is talking to me about this. About Whereas, like Ecolab? Yes. <laughs> Whereas with Shaq, I can kind of believe in him using basically any product he endorses. Like, mm -hmm. like I he probably doesn't have insurance with the general, but also he might have like some kind of like free awesome no deductible insurance yeah. like i wouldn't put it past him to have insurance with the general you know what i mean i think he's using icy hot like uh he every soda he's, he's endorsed sitting, he's drank i don't think he's sitting in those big office chairs though they don't seem big enough yeah you know what uh, i mean they also seem look shaq's not sitting in chairs that 
they sell them. <laughs> like, yeah, like like there's not enough like leather and cushioning and and they yeah. don't cost I don't know a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> He's Wait, you're definitely saying... eating that pizza though. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm just saying you can believe it. You know what I mean? And like, okay. I don't necessarily think Shaq is sitting in that Office Depot chair, but do I think like Shaq's cousins have a bunch of free Office Depot chairs in their house? Yes. Um. All right, we've gotten way off track. Um. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. G- great, great question, John. Great question. Um. There's no magic, and it's true. There is no magic without the city council. Yes. Um. There's also no good city. Are there any good? Well, there are. There could. There are no good mayors. There could conceivably be good city council. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Sean. It's you know what time it is. Uh, I know the NBA doesn't consider the play in the playoffs, but we at Round Ball Rock do because it's stupid to have games that don't count as anything. So that just that don't that just exist in a void. Yeah, are you yeah, saying yeah, there's yeah, a problem yeah. with that? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's really stupid. All right, so uh, let's talk playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're gonna be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. All right, Sean. So it's the playoffs, and you know what that means. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to talk about. Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. <laughs> What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. <laughs> I've got to say, it makes me sad I'm not going to be able to play this anymore. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. Uh-huh. So sad. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. Um. All right, Sean. So I know we've talked a lot of Lakers, but it's really, really funny. The Lakers fired Frank Vogel uh, before his press conference of the last during the last uh, season of the game. Woj. Yes. Um, and you know who's going to replace him? Well, I, 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 I have the wish. I still can't believe it's going to come true, but I think it might. Who? It, Who, Sean? Rich Paul's client, mm-hmm. LeBron James, ostensible top choice to take the job. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's Mark Jackson. Incredible. What is Jeff Van Gundy going to do on those broadcasts by himself? I don't And they got to match him up with Stan. Oh, right? Man. Isn't that the logical choice? Can they have two color guys having a slap fight on the air, though? I mean, it's, it's getting close. Like, <laughs> God, I feel like Stan would really bully the hell out of Jeff, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mark Mark Jackson. So, here are some things he's going to do, Joey. He is going to anoint Anthony Davis's entire body in oil mm-hmm. at his at his magic church. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get extorted by another stripper, but this one's going to be from Dr. Jerry Buss's very favorite strip club. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to make Austin Reeves cry mm-hmm. by... By telling telling him that uh, the whole team, telling the team that Austin Reeves is rooting for them See, to fail. I don't think Austin Reeves is the right guy. I think it's Stanley Johnson. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's right. Stanley Johnson is actually coming back yeah. next. And Wenyan Gabriel, 
all three of the good war the, the all three of the good Lakers are coming back. And they've uh they've also brought Mac McClung, I believe, has a two way deal for next season now. Horst's cousin. That's true. Horst himself, <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Raff, Mr. Raff <laughs> himself. Uh, great to great to learn some some horse talk. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I mean that's the funniest. Like we, it's been such a blessed Lakers season. Mm-hmm. We got so many bonuses. We thought we thought um, Wayne Ellington trying to fight Facundo Campazzo. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, yeah. uh, telling him that he was going to put his hands on him. Uh-huh. We thought that was the cherry, the final cherry on a cherry-filled, overflowing Sunday but then of they Laker all ridiculousness. Had insane press conferences. Insane press conferences. First of all, uh, how how much earlier did LeBron have his press it conference was like than everybody three else? Hours early. It was at <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> And then there was a like three hour break, uh-huh. and I think Palinka's was at one p.m. <laughs> well, I mean, it was probably it was probably probably not a lot happened, right? In LeBron's press conference? No, I'm just oh. <laughs> in in any of them. I mean these these are just some I mean, relaxed they all dudes. Said insane stuff. The, my favorite was okay. So Russ's was insane. Palinka's was insane, and uh-huh. in between was Dwight Howard, who like. Of course his was insane, but Dwight had my favorite quote, which was that Russell Westbrook is still a star, but he just needs to learn how to operate within a galaxy of stars. Yeah. Uh, You know, Russell Westbrook uh, famously never uh, playing with other Uh all-stars at any point in his career has no idea how to exist with star players next to him besides uh, Kevin Durant. James Harden and mm-hmm. Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, do you want to talk? Uh, is it worth even rehashing any of this? Though we just wanted to make fun of Mark Jackson, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't. It, 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 I mean, yeah, we don't. We don't need to keep doing this. I but I do. Say, I, do you think it's weird that Vegas has as the second most likely hire as Nick Nurse? I mean, that's that's just like. I think that a lot of Las Vegas bets on things that have to do with Los Angeles are just like bait. You know what I mean? Nick Nurse is clutch. That's why. Oh, but I mean, (laughs) I don't I I mean, here's the thing. Every time they talk about a coach that's under contract with another team, Mm -hmm. it's like, what are the Lakers going to trade for compensation? Right. (laughs) They don't they don't have anything to trade for players like. Do do like like in a lot of these teams, it's like, oh yeah, the the Raptors notoriously uh, don't leverage other teams all the time. Like like they like if you want to make a deal with the Raptors, you're going to get a little bit tricked in the process. Imagine like, all the hats Nick Nurse would sell in L.A. Though the NN. Oh my god! Do you think do you think um, Trent Reznor would wear one? Would he start coming to Laker games? No. Um, what? <laughs> but what I about think uh, that Atticus Ross guy? He makes all the uh, yeah the, the the scores with wood. Um, yeah, Atticus Ross starts sitting with uh, Anthony and Flea. Yeah, at the games. <laughs> um, that's weird. Uh, oh, but other coach. There, I do want to mention this. Um, the Kings apparently are searching for a new coach, 
and their wish list also included Mark Jackson. Uh-huh. It also included Warriors assistant coach Mike Brown. Uh-huh. It also included Warriors assistant coach Kenny Atkinson. Uh-huh. This year, they just fired former Warriors assistant coach Alvin Gentry uh-huh. after firing former Warriors assistant coach Luke Walton. Uh-huh. In the past, they've also hired uh They've hired former assistant Gary St. Jean, former head coach Eric Musselman, former head coach and former assistant coach Keith Smart, former coach George Carl, and former assistant coach Mike Malone. You're and also that's forgetting like, Rick Adelman also. Rick Adelman also a former yeah. words. That one worked out. And uh, <laughs> that's the one that worked out only because he wasn't tainted by his time with the Warriors or. I mean, look. Luke Walton, not a not a good hiring decision. However, second best winning percentage in Sacramento Kings coaching history. No. Yes. It's not even no. really that close. It's like 422. That's the best anyone's ever done. Um, Sean, who else is getting fired this summer? Ooh. Um, you know, all, we could talk about this a little later. I'm not positive Quinn Snyder is now. Why? Because they're going to win a round now. I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But I think it, I think it's less of a guaranteed firing. And before it was a guaranteed firing. Um, so we, so I think anyone that was going to fire their coach that isn't in the playoffs has fired their coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so sorry, Knicks fans. Um, yeah, yeah. Another year of Tibbs. <laughs> I think it is another year of Tibbs. Like, right? Wouldn't he be gone already if that was the case? I, I Actually, don't I don't know. It's the Knicks. He could get, he could get fired like the day before opening day if it if it came if it came down to it. Um, I don't think Charlotte's gonna fire their coach. No. I don't think. Okay, say the Hawks lose no. to Cleveland. I don't think they're firing Nate McMillan either. Because also they. They had a winning record. It wasn't like yeah. it was a disastrous year or anything. Um, I mean, they did go like eight and twenty-four on the road or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, it wasn't great, but also, um, like it, that feels more like a natural record you have when you overperform the previous year. You know, so um, yeah, I don't think he's getting fired. Uh, what about Pop? I mean, Pop might retire, right? But he's not. I... He's not retiring. We showed those guys home movies after the games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's gone. Um, and I, Steve Kerr, will Steve Kerr get fired, Joey? No, I don't think Steve Kerr will get fired. <laughs> I mean, probably not. And then, no way, Chris Finch gets fired. I don't think anyone else is getting fired. Yeah, weird. Not a lot of coaching movement this year, then, huh? I mean, um, a million guys did get fired last year, so that and also the Kings managed to fire two coaches this year, which is quite an accomplishment, even for the Sacramento Kings. Way to go, guys! Sean, do you hear that? Uh oh! Oh, it's time to talk playing. I'm getting so pumped up. Uh, Sean, you heard Pitbull. No more talking about shitty teams. Yeah, Let's can I talk can about I met- the playing game? Oh, go ahead. What? Oh, oh, I think Rick Carlisle might be gone. I forgot about that. Maybe. Uh, don't yeah. you think he would have left already? <laughs> He's taking his time. 
I don't know. Do people just think he's going to be in the front office now? Seems like he has a long contract. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sean, which game do you want to talk about? Which of these playing games do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about the Clippers and the Timberwolves first, yep. Joey. That was a good game. Really good game. An extremely weird game. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about Glue Girl first? Sure. <laughs> so, during the game, um, Alicia Sant- Santurio, uh, who the internet has called wow, Glue Girl. Wow, doxing Glue Girl. All right. She doxed herself. She's, she, she'll, she's, she's, done, <laughs> she's done interviews with roughly 500 publications <laughs> since uh, this game on Tuesday night. Uh, she pasted her hand. She uh, she glued her hand to the court during Tuesday's home Timberwolves game to protest a Glenn Taylor owned egg company called Rembrandt Enterprises. And she was wearing a T-shirt that said Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. That was her T-shirt. I mean, I have a bigger problem with Glenn Taylor's uh, egg company, and it's that he makes every chicken look him in the eyes and promise him they're going to lay more eggs. This yeah, year. that's it's it's weird. Um, I don't know why he does that. Uh, definitely did roast five million chickens alive, though. I looked this up. It kind of seems horrible, Joey. They herd all the animals together in a room, and then they shut down all the ventilation systems and let them slowly suffocate. Wh- why? So, well, he did this because they had bird flu, but a lot of agricultural providers will do it if they feel like um, like a, the, the prices drop of the animals and they think it's cheaper to just uh, essentially exterminate them like this rather than going through like the uh, – slaughtering process and what have you cool uh so there was an outbreak of avian flu and what a sick sick country we live in yep uh so that was really gross and so uh am i now siding with glue girl we're all siding with glue girl people are reading that like like people are responding to it and are like well i guess i i was thinking about going back to vegetarianism and now i am and look look if she's opposed to Glenn Taylor, she's our friend, Joey. Yeah, that's true. Also, guess where she's from? It's not Minnesota. Berkeley, California. I'm sure. I, they said the Bay Area. I'm pretty sure it's Berkeley. Right, Joey? Yeah, it's got to be. Also, uh, it was funny that she's like, so they, they uh, she said her hand was actually okay, uh, made mostly because uh, the court was so glossy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that, that makes sense. And uh, she's she's been banned from the Target Center for one year. Uh, she has been charged with trespassing, but there's no she just got a ticket. There's no fine attached to it. And she said it was the second NBA game she went to. And she thought the atmosphere at the Target Center was just really great and really exciting. Like all the music and the lights. She was like, oh, it was, it was so much fun. And then she was like, I was kind of watching security. And then I just walked on the court and no one really stopped me, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, luckily she just had glue in her hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that say, wasn't the weirdest thing that happened in the game, well, I don't think. I will say what was interesting about it was Patrick Beverly kind of helped her. Um, when the, the security was getting a little rough, Patrick Beverly kind of went in there and was like, hey, calm down. Yeah, like, this is just a, she, just a lady who glued her hand to the court. Like, like this is not really a threat. Look, <laughs> at least she's on the court, unlike Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh, yeah, she she actually spent almost as much time on the court as Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, wow. All right, 
I guess we got to talk about that game. That game was weird, dude. Very, very weird. And also, I would say... The perfect um, outcome for the perfect outcome for, yeah. for for Joey in particular, yes. Yeah, because uh, as everyone knows, I hate Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> You're not a fan, but I love Anthony Edwards and Jalen McDaniels and uh, uh, Nas Reed, uh, and as problematic as his behavior is, Michael Beasley. <laughs> And Jared Vanderbilt. Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley. Michael. I do. I also love Super Cool Bees. Also a great Timberwolf. Yeah. Um, and I, I like Chris Finch. When he gave them pajamas, that was the best. Yeah, that, that, I got pretty into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really like Pat Bev, and this was a real Pat Bev. You know what? I went into it not liking Pat Bev, but I got I to gotta say... um. Hats off to Pat Bev. Like, for a guy that talks a lot of shit and doesn't always back it up, he absolutely backed it up in this game, Joey. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you this this quote. Afterwards, they asked him about it, and he said, Take the ass home. Long flight to L.A. It's deep for me. I give my blood, sweat, and tears to that organization. To be written off like that. He's injury prone. He's old. To play them in a plane and beat the ass, no other feeling. And you know what? Hell yeah, Patrick Beverly. Like, the rule. Like, I mean, he, I, look, it was both hilarious that uh, the inside the NBA put We Are the Champions over his celebration. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, absolutely celebrate that. At least him individually. And also, like, why not? It's it's like it's better than a baseball team celebrates about that much when they clinch a division. Uh-huh. It seemed like that was kind of equivalent to me. Um, I would be okay with it if uh, two months ago Carl Anthony Towns didn't also celebrate winning a three point contest in the same way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I mean, I kind of like that. Like, I just I just feel like it it. It feels like getting mad at that is like very close to beating someone for flipping their bat after a home run. And and like, would I rather have NBA teams like shake hands a little bit after a playing game or would I like them to throw their jerseys into the crowd and jump on the scorer's table? Absolutely the second outcome. Uh, and like yelling at each other in the the post game press conference, give especially if it's the Clippers. Uh, well, that's hell yeah. That's sort of the thing. Uh, is this is losing this game in this manner to this team like one of the most Clipperist things that's ever happened? I would say yes and no, mm-hmm. um, because I sort of think the. Timberwolves We're better. are they're better. I, yeah, I think so. Without Kawhi, yeah, well, maybe. obviously. Um, <laughs> but also, it almost felt like uh, Patrick Beverly just failing to get Marcus Morris to technical out mm-hmm. somehow still took him out of the game. Just, just like him, him being on the brink of getting tricked into a technical was right. like enough to just put him out. Um, I mean, he did get a technical, but the refs 
did yes. what Scott Foster never would have and looked at how many technicals he had and rescinded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, what they didn't eject a guy from uh, like a playoff game for slapping another guy's hand away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hilarious. Um, but also the Clippers do have a tendency in the beginning of playoff series to just not have their shit together at all. Yeah. And it's like Ty Lue's trying to feel everybody out and then he makes some amazing adjustment because didn't it feel like Terrence Mann didn't play enough? Terrence Mann didn't play enough. And also the Clippers were like just bombing away from three against a team that had like a six, eight guy at center. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was kind of like, isn't, isn't what you guys do driving to the basket? Like, isn't that the whole, like, why, why is your team like this otherwise? Um, (laughs) But uh, look, all the all the cool ass Timberwolves came through, and that ruled. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the Ewing theory is going strong for Minnesota. Oh, don't don't say that seriously. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. I I loved seeing Anthony Edwards step up, and I have to say, though, I don't, um, I don't believe he's necessarily good. I like D'Angelo Russell. You know what I mean? Like it's, I I am am completely cognizant of all the flaws in his game, but I just love like a weird emotional dude who has crazy hair and uh, will just get white hot from three point range. Like again, I'm not like wishing he was back on the Warriors, but also, you know, he played his ass off in a big game. That was great. Something I do not look Andrew what? at any yeah. point in this series. <laughs> I watching Carl Anthony Towns, I texted this to you. I was like, oh my god, Jimmy Butler was right. Should the Warriors just preemptively bench Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> I mean, I think I think Wiggins will be uh okay because he is back to being the fourth option, which is his favorite thing in the world. Uh I do want to ask, Sean, we need we haven't talked about Carl Anthony Towns. Oh boy. Is that the worst performance you've ever seen a uh like a superstar player give in a big game? It's about the worst. I mean it's 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 hard to rank them, but it definitely enters the 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 Mount Rushmore of because the fouls he was making honestly felt like he didn't want to be in the game. Mm-hmm. Because they're they were just like inexplicable. Like I think twice he went over the back for an offensive rebound that was like already in someone's hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he had a play where he knocked a guy down on an offensive foul, didn't get a whistle and then committed another, another offensive, offensive foul. foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. And, you know, Patrick Beverly racked up some fouls, but at least he was like, like if you, if you commit an offensive foul and a guy gets his feet in front of you and it's kind of a broken play, like, that is excusable. Or like you tried to go for a steal, but, but I mean, I mean, he found out it was like, he committed four fouls in the first half. Um, and three of them were garbage. And then I think both his second half fouls were garbage too. It was like, it, it did feel like a man. It was almost like a manager on like a hot day getting himself kicked out. I, I will say I saw people compare it to, uh, Dirk in the We Believe uh, 
playoffs. Oh, just getting really frustrated. And somebody, as someone who watched every single one of those games, and it was the greatest thing that had ever happened to me up to that point. Uh, no, Dirk was still like on the court most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he just Dirk was he... still scoring like fifteen points and all. Well, and it also didn't feel like the Clippers had some like. I mean, maybe may, I I was not necessarily, you know, breaking down their defensive game film or anything, but it really, really did not uh, feel like they were. Um, I get, I guess, like shutting him down was something, some incredibly novel defense. Right at one point, I knew they, I knew Carl Anthony Towns was in trouble. <laughs> Uh, about three minutes into the game when he got Reggie Jackson on a switch and airballed a jump hook. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay, so in that series, um, Dirk played 40 minutes a game, 20 points, 11 rebounds, two steals. He did, he did shoot really badly from three. Mm-hmm. That being said, he, he was on the court for 40 minutes a game. <laughs> He certainly was not the worst player on the team. Arguably, Carl Anthony Towns was the worst player on the the Timberwolves in that game. Uh, not arguably, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to. I mean, Jalen Noel, I don't know how well he played in that game. <laughs> he only committed one foul though in eight minutes, though. That's a pretty good pace. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just cool, like. All the all the likable guys, and also, uh, will you talk a little bit about uh, Jaden McDaniels and what player he reminded you of? Oh, that was an Anthony Randolph ass game from him. <laughs> he missed a wide open dunk. He was committing like insane fouls. It looked uh-huh. like he was brutally injured twice. Twice. Um, like leg bending the other yeah. way. One time it was like, oh, I guess he tore his ACL and then he stretched with a rubber band for 90 uh, seconds and, and came back, back and then guarded Paul George and then the whole fourth quarter. And then knees with Paul George right after and it looked like his knee bent entirely <laughs> the other way and yet and, he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he, he could have, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he started crying. Um, but the only thing he did that Anthony Randolph, of course, he did did not end up in the coach's doghouse and also played in a winning basketball game. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, without Luka Doncic beside him. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, keep, get, start a plan for that Slovenian citizenship now, Jaden McDaniels. Uh, there's a great future for you uh, on that team. Um. All right, Sean. Let's talk about the Clippers now. Uh-huh. They're going to be playing the Pelicans tomorrow yes, night. Or yes, yes. Tonight, probably, when this uh, goes up. Um, what do you foresee happening in that? You know, I I'm, I could see the Clippers losing this game. Mm-hmm. It's in L.A. I don't think Clipper fans are going to be particularly motivated to come out for this one. Whereas the Pelicans seemed like they would be extremely motivated. Um, And they don't even have any, like, they might end up with the number four pick in the draft, even if they don't end up in the lottery themselves. Like, even the organization. Um, 
But it also is doesn't Zion come... Williams gonna do a windmill dunk before the game, and that is all anyone will talk about, even though uh, the team is actually playing in a game. Yeah, he'll do that, and then he'll collapse. Like, like it'll just be a bit. He'll be taken off on a stretcher. As you saw yesterday, like they led the game off with Zion in warmups doing a three sixty windmill, like he was gonna play in the game, and then he just was wearing his suit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, whatever they, whatever they need to do, I'm kind of into, um, uh, but, but also doesn't this feel like the kind of game that CJ McCollum goes for like 45 points in? Um, no, cause it's a playoff game. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a play, it's a play in game though. Um, I, no, it's the, per, it's the perfect pre playoff moment for him to shine. I mean, I it guess, could be his bubble MVP. I, I mean, I guess the Pelicans are right. No, they're not. I was just saying that the Spurs just aren't like the Spurs I mean, are a thirty-four win to, team, and I, they barely put them away. I was talking to our friend Dave Dufour last night, and he also thinks the Pelicans. Uh, I don't. I just. I think. <laughs> I think the. I think the. Okay, Joey, how many minutes did do you think Jackson Hayes played? In that in that game last uh, night, twenty. He played twenty. How many points do you think he scored? None. Zero. He scored yeah, zero but points. Like, JV is really good. Yeah. And I just but don't... like I just think I just think the Clippers should be able to score at will on this team. Yeah. Well, I mean, not if uh, Herb Alvarado Jones keeps anything. taking the ball. Herb Jones yeah. has anything to say about it? I mean, he's going to be guarding Paul George, right? Yeah. Um, and Paul George doesn't exactly have a history of uh, stepping up when Joey, someone makes it hard on him. Joey, his nickname is Plan P. He's obviously <laughs> going to succeed at this one. I mean, he had 34 points in the previous no, game. No, he was, it was good. A, no, yeah. I, I just mean, but it's uh, to me, it's different. Uh, there's a difference between Jaden McDaniels guarding you. I mean, I think that's true, but also I think Herb Jones is overrated. Um, like fair, uh, but also if uh, if I'm if I'm the Clippers, more Terrence Mann, less yeah. Robert Covington. Yeah. That well, seems Robert Covington. I'm telling you, dude, this is there's almost no player who I trust less in a clutch situation. <laughs> well, Sean, so you're picking the Clippers to win. I'm picking the Clippers. Uh, here's what we want to do. We want to go through... Oh, I guess we need to talk about the East playing games now, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Kyrie, baby! That Nets game had me... I am so unconfident in the Nets now. Like, I already was like, I don't know, and they, like... They have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and can barely get by the Cavs, like... I didn't really think they barely got by the Cavs, though. They were ahead the, the whole game. The game was much closer, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, I mean, they did. Look, Cleveland cut it to six down the stretch. But I did you really think Cleveland was going to win at any point? No, but only because yeah, they have Karis LeVert. <laughs> oh, Karis LeVert, he did not come up big in that game, Joey. No, no he did not. Darius Garland played great, though. Yeah, Darius Garland was great. Mobley was great. Uh, Kevin Mobley Love was, was really good. Karis LeVert, however, plus two. Kevin yeah. Love, plus ten, baby. Yeah, Kevin Love was 
really pretty good in that God, game. God, Rondo played 26 minutes in that game. So much Rondo. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're – man, what a fun it, – it's just a shame that Jared Allen isn't playing. But well, uh, he's 50-50 to play tomorrow. They just announced it. Well, is Ben Simmons going to play in this in this Celtic series? Didn't <laughs> no, they? He's been. So. <laughs> they said he's been walking around like Jordan in these practices, <laughs> which I think means drinking a pint glass full of tequila. Obviously, that's what they mean, or wearing really oversized pants, <laughs> um, making derisive comments about Orlando Woolridge. I'm not sure. That could that could mean a lot of things. Um, fun game though. Like I love Cleveland, fun team. You think the Cavs? I guess we also have to talk about that boring game last night. The uh, the Hawks versus the uh, the old Hornets, Sean. Yes, the the Chris Paul sex ed real prepubescent Kevin Love matchup. The Hawks and the Hornets. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was. I didn't the Hornets lead in the first quarter. And then it all fell apart. Kevin Hurt, you're you're our friend Kevin Herter, VR VR expert. We knew he would go off in the MetaQuest play-in. Uh, obviously, he loves virtual reality. Well, Sean, it's the it's the MetaQuest play-in presented by Mountain Dew. It's not even. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, I apologize to the good people at Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to Jason Tatum and to Charlie Day, who's uh, yeah. To our our new v- Mountain Dew spokespeople mm-hmm. and and Zach Levine. Um, all right, well, that's right. <laughs> uh, it seemed like I actually didn't see the third quarter when that game just just uh-huh. fell apart. Well, there's so. only one thing to talk about, and that is uh, Miles Bridges got ejected from the game, and a guy was screaming at him. So he uh, a fan was screaming at him, and he's as he was walking through the tunnel. And he took out his mouthpiece and threw it at the guy, but then missed and hit a girl in the face with it. Uh-huh. That's uh, Ch- Charles Barkley once did that, except just with his actual spit. Uh-huh. That's a, that's a real Steph Curry move. Well, Steph Curry isn't ever purposely throwing it at a person, right? He's just like he throwing threw it. it. Yeah, I guess, he, I guess he threw it towards a ref once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess he uh, he uh, in the finals he threw one into the stands and hit somebody, but it it just seemed like he was mm-hmm. it kind of sailed. Yeah. Um, but also, but don't take your mouthpiece out, I, even you, you for like that. Fun, it, it's full of spit that was in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Stop it. But uh, I will say the uh, his his quotes were pretty great. Uh, he said, "I let my temper get the best of me." That was definitely the wrong thing to do by throwing my mouthpiece. But then he said, I was aiming for the guy that was screaming at me, and it hit a little girl. <laughs> I mean, happens to the best of us, right, guys? Uh, that's definitely unacceptable on my part. I take full responsibility. I'm ready for any consequence the NBA games gives me. That's on me. That's out of character for me. You've been around me. You know I don't like act, I don't act like that or never flash out like that. So that was definitely wrong. A lot of emotions. Hopefully I can get in contact with the. It would be pretty cool if he'd hit that guy though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's my. Take. I mean, did she? Did she? Did the little girl keep the mouthpiece? I don't know. Because I would think like, and, like bounces off of her. 
Uh, uh, it's, not the face. It's like her. They should let her. They should let her auction it off, and then people are going to be like, "Wait, the Charlotte Hornets? I bid zero dollars." Um. Who you All have, right. Who you? Sean? Oh, uh, Cavs or Hawks? Yeah. I think the Cavs are going to do it. I can see that. It seems like the Hawks should be better, but uh, I think I just think Cleveland's come so far. They're not going to lose this one. It does sort of feel that way, right? Except, look, ESPN, they had, like, an insane stat last night where it was like the <laughs> the Cavs are 13-0 against uh, the Hawks in the playoffs. And it's like, that was LeBron James. Right. Like, this... <laughs> like that, that all of those games. That's all of them. I mean, did, did like, I don't, I don't even think Mark Price played, like, Dominique Wilkins at any point. <laughs> It's like, yeah, okay, that that's a good stat for uh, making Damari Carroll feel bad about himself. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be funny if they're... I mean, it is kind of funny, that stat. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm like, hey, I'm kind of into Wait, it. I so, said 13-0, and 0, I meant 12-0. Yeah. Um, 12-0, anyway. and 0. okay, so that's, that's, tw- that's 0-4 in 2016 uh-huh. in the second round. In 2015, that's 0-4 in the conference finals. And then when else did they play the Cavs? I'm sure they lost to LeBron again, but I'm just not sure what year it was. There's probably uh, 2009, then they yeah, lost yeah, to yeah. them in the second round. So, yeah, so that's uh, – yeah, so they're they're 0-12 against LeBron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> against these other guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so the Hawks is a real revenge game against Kevin Love only. Um, Kevin Love is eight and zero against the Atlanta Hawks. Watch out. I also kind of think we're looking at a. I think we're looking at a Cavs win here. Yeah, like I I feel weird picking against Trey Young, the new Reggie Miller. Yeah, but, but I kind of feel like Darius Garland does a lot of the things Trey Young does. No, but he's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, no, you know what? I'm picking the Hawks, actually. Like, they've been there, baby. Yeah, I just, uh, they disappointed me so much this year when I believed in them. Well, the problem is, is like, DeAndre Hunter, you just don't know which one's going to show up, you know? The one that is good or the one that is really, really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually, I actually think this is going to be a huge K-Love game. And you know how it pains me to say that, Joey. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're going to have to... Really hope for that next year after the Warriors trade Andrew Wiggins for him this offseason. Ooh, uh, the circle closes. I And you know what? Like, part of the reason I switched to the Hawks is I just can't. I can't pick a game where, like, a team with Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert and a Beach Boy adjacent, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that is tough. A lot of Rondo, too. Um, so let's talk about the first round because it's coming up here. Uh, yeah. So let's start at the top. The Suns versus the Clippers, Sean. Yeah. Or uh, or the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um, so our slogan matchup is uh, the Suns slogan is Rally Valley. Mm-hmm. And there there is not a slogan. Joey, Joey, would you like to to give a playoff slogan for the Clippers? For the Clippers? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, it's got to be something like, they're so corny, right? Yeah. So it's got to be like something like California related, right? Or like, it, like they would try and steal just like I love LA. 
Yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, last year it was like L.A. our way, and yeah, then it was yeah. playoffs our way. I got, I got one. They might be saving it for next year. It's Clipper apostrophe ship, that right? Is terrible. Except Isn't that terrible? You can't put. An apostrophe and a hashtag, and these are all about hashtags, right? Well, then it's just clipper ship. I mean, yeah. we're going to get to some of these slogans, and it's pretty, it's pretty brash, the, the way some of these go. Okay, how about a pelican slogan? Uh, something about, like, uh, stay Zion? <laughs> yeah. Mine, mine is, we are all Zionists. <laughs> and they're just going to be like, What? <laughs> And uh, because uh, what's her name? Gail Benson's a racist, too. So she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't really see a problem. So let's do both here. Um, I'm not saying Zionists are racist. I'm just, you know, I could see her not really giving, you just giving a lot it, John. about that. You don't have to keep talking about this. You just, <laughs> you can just move on when you say something that you're. Uh, <laughs> um, um, so, Sean, um, is this series world... is going to be a sweep? Yeah, that was going to be my question. Is there a world where the suns don't sweep? No, no, they're gonna sweep them. Like this is a this is a uh, taking care of business Bachman oh. Turner Overdrive type series. But Sean, counterpoint. Uh huh. Chris Paul is on one of these teams. That is true, and he well, if it is the Clippers, he'll be reminded of his time in a Clipper uniform. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, they were they were four two last year against the. I do. Th- I think the Clips get a game. Actually, the Pelicans get swept. The Clips win Game Three. Like, has Chris Paul has a Chris Paul team ever swept a playoff series? Yeah, they swept the Nuggets last year. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what's the funniest outcome of this series? Oh, that's God. what I really want to decide here. Oh, um, for all of these, uh, it's Billy Crystal and Devin Booker getting into a shouting match. I don't even care what happens in the games, but it's 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 Billy Crystal really getting into it with Devin Booker and like throwing his sort of pseudo Kangol golf golf hat at Booker, like to the point where they have to be like held back from fighting each other. Except that would never happen because remember last year, Sean, uh, when Chris Paul beat the Clippers uh-huh. and they were talking about he was he and Billy Crystal were talking about how their family. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but that's why it's Devin Booker, dude. <laughs> Devin Booker has no family. He he has friends. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. I think the funniest thing that could happen is somehow the Pelicans go up 2-0 on the Suns, and then Zion dresses, and they get swept for four games. <laughs> And, like, between Game 3 and Game 4, somehow he's, like, 20 pounds heavier. And people are like, what? <laughs> I got bummed out after that first loss. All right, Sean. The Grizzlies versus the T-Wolves. All right. That, now, Joey, here's what I'm going to tell you about these slogans. The Timberwolves slogan is, we're all raised by wolves. No. Yeah. No. Here's That's my question. That's not a good thing. Right. Also, why not just raised by wolves? Uh Uh-huh. I can tell you you why it's not raised by wolves. Because that hashtag is owned by the HBO Max show Raised by Wolves. Oh, oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ridley Scott produced show Raised by Wolves. 
We've all been watching it. Uh, our Patreon, We Are All Raised by Wolves, will also be the name of our Raised by Wolves recap. I have no idea what that show's about. I see it every time, and I laugh at the title every time. Um, and then Memphis's slogan is hashtag memthis, and the this is underlined. So you like see that. what I mean about the apostrophe not it's really being too a problem? It's to being meme this. Well, and it's and it's very Zoomer. You know, it's well, it's retweeting something and just writing this. But what I will say is, uh, I mean, the Grizzlies maybe are the Zoomerist team. Yes. I mean, this is the, for sure the Zoomerist matchup we have, right? Because is... T-Wolves are maybe the second Zoomerist team. Mm-hmm. Except they have old ass Patrick Beverly. Um, yeah, but he is, but he is young at heart because he's all he's a troll. Uh huh. And and he he's he's the only okay because the Grizzlies run off a lot of um, you know, small a little bit of small market resentment, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're still furious with Andre Iguodala. Patrick Beverly's like the one person who can turn that energy back on them because they disagree. ditched him. Um, you don't think this is a Patrick Beverly revenge series? No. Remember his tweets about how much he was excited about Memphis, and then they just kicked him to the curb. I mean, that was funny, but I just. This series is like Snapchat versus 4chan. <laughs> Timberwolves are 4chan, obviously. Is, is somebody going to do a TikTok dance? Um, no. <laughs> somebody on the Timberwolves is not going to do a TikTok dance? The Timberwolves are just so volatile. The Timberwolves are going to get swept, dude. There, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Yeah, they, well, basically, they are like they are like the Grizzlies, but with no structure. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like they're these are like the 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 Grizzlies are really good at channeling all that energy and like playing a good defensive set. The Timberwolves are just like, no, it feels like there's a lot of guys who don't totally know how to control their bodies. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe I'm, I'm thinking specifically about Jaden McDaniel's, but yeah. like it's a lot of just energy going a lot of places and i feel like that could be effective more effective against a team that wasn't the memphis grizzlies right it's like because they're like organized chaos Uh (laughs) uh-huh also like okay carl anthony towns right he couldn't body nick batum and now he has to deal with xavier tillman and steven adams and jaron jackson it's going to be well, a I mean, nightmare. It, it seems like Stephen Adams might thwart Carl uh, Anthony Towns a little bit. Uh, I mean, it, now what I will say is I do think uh, Dylan Brooks, the most overrated cool player, a wing Patrick Beverly mm-hmm. uh, is going to get cooked by one of these Wolves wings every single game. Uh-huh. I just don't um, think yeah, I mean, they'll just take him out though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Memphis being able to uh just kind of casually play any of ten guys yeah. is is gonna be a little tough to deal with. I also don't feel like Minnesota might not be the most disciplined team to uh constantly keep an eye on Desmond Bain. Uh what's the funniest outcome for this series, Sean? Um so 
so I think it's the gri- the the Timberwolves avoid a gentleman's sweep, and they celebrate even bigger than them winning the play-in game. <laughs> like like everybody shirts off. Carl Anthony Towns is crying, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's so they and then they lose Game Five by thirty-five points in mm-hmm. Memphis. I also, Sean, I want to go back. I have a new slogan. Yes. I think their new slogan should be Dodger Town. Just a, just like, yeah, we want that parade too. Uh, all right. The Warriors versus the Nuggets, Sean. What are their slogans? Uh, the Warriors went with gold blooded. Mm-hmm. And then the Nuggets went with 5280 relentless. That is, That's of course, crazy. a mile high. That one, okay. So the Warriors one makes me upset. Well, and yeah. <laughs> just because, like, yeah, we we know there's like are they we, talking we about the blood boys? Are they talking no, about the blood boys? No, they're libertarians. They want to go back to the gold standard. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also <laughs> reminds me of how the Giants uh very organically had like a champion's blood slogan, which was kind of like weird, but also like uh, like very visceral and kind of like disgusting. Kind of disgusting, but like that's a powerful image. Gold blooded is not. It's like a. It's an unpleasant pun, and also, also it's very close to blue blooded, uh-huh. which describes everybody in the lower bowl at the Chase Center. Um, I mean, also, uh, the Warriors colors aren't gold. I know they always claim it's gold. That is yellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian Windhorse would agree the with you. Color is yellow. It's <laughs> yeah. they're blue and yellow. It's not blue and gold. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're not the fucking Niners. Uh-huh. Um, that is gold. The 49ers wear gold. The Warriors wear yellow. <laughs> uh-huh. But 5280 Relentless is also insane. But uh, 5280 is Relentless is also insane, Sean. It's because so it's like, weird. <laughs> I don't even understand what it means. <laughs> so I guess there's some Denver branding. It's a mile high. So right, that's I understand feet. that. Part, but I but don't the, understand how a mile high is relentless. It's very weird. It's <laughs> like it. This is one of those that also sounds like would be the name of like a soccer team, but not even one good enough for MLS. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like all, a math problem. That's also a word uh, puzzle. <laughs> right. And you look at it and it almost because of the numbers in it, it almost seems like something that you would spell out by putting a calculator upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're like, is it relentless boobs? Is that <laughs> what it is? Uh, yeah, both bad. I think the Warriors one is at least it seems like there's a little more thought put into it. 5280 relentless. Like, imagine having a shirt that said that. Uh-huh. It just feels so confusing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So my first question, Sean, can the Warriors, can the Nuggets win game one without uh, Facundo Campazzo, who is nope, more suspended nope. for getting beat up by Wayne Ellington later this year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, did you see that play? Yeah, it's crazy. It's really weird. And I think maybe, I guess I didn't see the beginning. It's possible that somebody knocks Campazzo under the basket before that. But it's it's just a very weird play because uh, Wenyan Gabriel also gets called for a flagrant foul by uh, like being in someone's landing area, but like ten feet from the basket. It's very strange. Like a guy jumps towards him, and 
anyway, it's a, it's a very bizarre thing. Also, it's hilarious that they ended up playing an insane overtime drag out brawl mm-hmm. on the last game of the season. <laughs> um, well, Fog, he's been out of the rotation. He is mm-hmm. uh, the fifth guard. Um, I think no. I think they're going to be bummed out um, that Fox is not there, and uh, I think I think it's going to be tough for Austin Rivers to deal with emotionally. What's the funniest outcome for this series, Sean? Um, I think it would be really funny if the Nuggets fans out of nowhere started to relentlessly boo Andre Iguodala mm-hmm. because he complained about. George Carl telling people to rough up Steph Curry mm-hmm. back in 2013. That would be really funny. Um, I also I have a similar answer. I think yeah. the funniest thing that could happen in this series uh-huh. is the Nuggets win it. And then Andre Iguodala signs a five-year contract with the Denver Nuggets <laughs> in the offseason. Amazing. <laughs> um, I, also, I also think... Um, this game could I, I I think that it could definitely come down. One of these games, maybe even game seven, comes down to Andrew Wiggins successfully getting around Nikola Jokic at the rim and then clanking a dunk off the back of the cylinder. Well, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. And it, that's the end of the game. Sorry to our Timberwolves fan friends, but it would also be very funny. If Andrew Wiggins had a gigantic series where he was like putting up 45 points a night or whatever, while Carl Anthony Towns kept having the same game he had against the Clippers against the Grizzlies. <laughs> I actually I, I do not think it is that unlikely that Andrew Wiggins averages like 18 points a game. For I do. All right. Uh, the Mavericks versus the Jazz. Sean, what are their slogans? Uh, Dallas in and the Jazz are in Dallas in. What is this slogan? Dallas Inn. Um, it sounds like an affordable place for a traveler visiting Fort Worth to stay. If, if I were the Dallas Mavericks, uh-huh. I would um, have avoided my hashtag. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good point. I also <laughs> wouldn't even use the word in. No. I just, nope. Nope. Uh, you, you know what your team does. So, um... And also it leads to, you know, things like Dallas insensitive, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, Dallas incredible culture of sexual harassment, mm-hmm. Dallas, uh... Dallas independent prosecutor, um, <laughs> Dallas insane amount of used condoms on the floor of the workplace. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that slogan's terrible. I love that the jazz are sticking with take note. Uh-huh. I've said this before. It is like a weird pun on the name, but also it sounds like you're asking to speak to someone's manager. <laughs> uh, I sorry, I was just uh, I couldn't get it out of my head. Dallas uh, invasive plastic surgery on Mark Cuban's <laughs> face. All right, um. Um, and then um, I, I have just nothing like, to say about Take Note. Like we've said it all. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, terrible. No, I just love that they're sticking with yeah, this. Yeah. That they're like, no, this is uh, this is led to some pretty good it, postseasons. It does people. feel like that's what cursed their team, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> like and it's an easy thing to pick something like literally anything else. You can even keep Take Note for the regular season, mm-hmm. where everything is relatively good for the Utah Jazz. Comparatively, 
Um, anyway, uh, we but Dallas in. Um, okay. <laughs> so Luka Doncic is not going to play for game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might Don't not play worry. at all. Jason Kidd keeps giving press conferences where all he'll say is he's in good spirits over and over and over again, which I love because it sounds like a uh, like it's a phrase like a really dumb guy latches onto when he's scared to give any real information. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's gonna miss game two too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's what I'm gonna say though, Sean. I uh, What's that? So I still think the Jazz can lose this series, even though the oh. Mavericks have, uh, without Luka Doncic, are a pretty bad roster. And it's just that the Jazz want to go home. They do kind of <laughs> want to go home, and and also like, it seems like there's a certain way to be. Look, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Jazz went out and won the first two games by like 50 points combined, and then blew it. Yeah. Uh, which is also the funniest possible outcome is the Jazz go up 3-0. They've blown a 2-0 lead. They've blown a 3-1 lead. It's time for Quinn, Rudy, and Donovan to get the band back together and lose four straight games to a returning Luka Doncic. Yeah, remember that. um, But see, I think it wouldn't even be funnier if Luka (laughs) doesn't come back. And it's just Spencer Dinwiddie and Maxi Kleber go insane. Oh, (laughs) And like, and afterwards, afterwards, it has to be revealed that Spencer Dinwiddie like really made a profit on a Bitcoin exchange with Rudy Gobert. <laughs> um, I also could see Tim Hardaway Jr. torching them. He's hurt. Oh, he's hurt too. Yeah, remember he oh broke his. Foot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot he was still out. My God! Wow, what a! I was watching that game too. Great job, Sean. Um, yeah. <laughs> so wait, who? So, yeah, they've got – just looking at this Mavs roster here. Spencer yeah, Dinwiddie, so Jalen Brunson. Dwight, Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell, who's been awesome since they got rid of Chris Dapps. We're um, probably going to see some Boban in this series. I think they're going to play real small, dude. <laughs> uh, I think we're seeing a lot of Maxi Kleba at center and a lot of Dorian Finney-Smith. Um well, you're you're gonna bench Dwight Powell, the man with the consecutive field goal streak. <laughs> okay, okay. So I guess I guess the funniest person to torch them is going to have to be Davis Bertans then. <laughs> just just catching fire from three. He's been shooting them a lot better recently, by the way. Uh-huh. Like like he was Tough at the beginning of the season. His lad two for three, two for four, three for five, two for five, four for five. Like that that's that's my strategy. Let Davis shoot ten threes a game. <laughs> Why not? Um Um, okay, so Joey, we know that Dallas has one of the most creative coaches in the league, Jason Kidd. How are they going to adjust to Luca's uh, absence? Yeah, he's in good spirits. They're going to keep in good. They're going to stay in good spirits. I think he's going to spill a lot of good spirits on the floor. Yeah, well, like like really high quality Sincoro tequila (laughs) just all over the floor uh, in hopes that uh, Mike Conley will injure himself in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Probably doesn't need to do that because it is Mike Conley in the playoffs. So, (laughs) all right, Sean, the Heat versus the Cavs or the Hawks. Ooh. Okay, so uh, they don't have the slogan for the Cavs or the Hawks. We're going to have to have one. The reason they don't have that is so um, people don't order this gear 
which would then just immediately get shipped to mm-hmm. like, you know, Bulgaria where they have Buffalo Bills four Pete merchandise. <laughs> um, so uh, shout out to the Bulgarian community. Um, the Heats is white hot playoffs. That's good. I like that one. It's good. I think the so. The only it, thing I don't like about it is it's not really like heat specific. It's just like describing how cool the playoffs are going to be, which I do think is fair. Well, it because, has it has the word hot in it. Sure, but it's like that's also a way just to describe a good playoff series. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's good. But I the think only... that I think that fits with Miami fandom because uh, they will easily become Golden State Warrior fans once the Heat are eliminated. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and also, it reminds me of uh, the Heat love doing the whiteout. Uh-huh. The yeah. most, the the least intimidating yeah. playoff move you can have. Obviously, as Brian Windhorst would tell you, it should be a yellow out. Mm-hmm, that will he get in your head. Confusing. Um, uh, but also, the whiteout uh, just describes the crowd at any Utah Jazz uh-huh. or Portland Trailblazers uh-huh. playoff game. So... <laughs> Uh, okay, Joey, do you have a playoff slogan for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh, yeah, Gilbert Strong, dude. (laughs) That's very good, Joey. (laughs) I was thinking, um, Flamin' Hot Playoffs, just as a tribute to the river. Sure. And, uh, like, you know, some wings Clay Thompson would eat. Um, okay, how about the Hawks? I mean, it's like, uh. Why don't you go first on the Hawks? Okay. Um, <laughs> this one was, uh, I think, like, because they focus so much on ATL mm-hmm. as theirs, I think I think their slogan is just the NBA playoffs presented by Donald Glover. <laughs> okay. Because he, he needs more respect. Mm-hmm. See, I think, so, you know, it's very, Atlanta is very, prominently in the mid 2000s called hotlanta of course yes but i uh trey young is of course an ice is an ice type if you were a pokemon Mm -hmm. so it would just be like ice lanta right ice ice lanta is (laughs) yeah yeah. hashtag i think it's hashtag ice lanta yeah yeah yeah. uh can i I assume all of these are hashtags well, only Memphis's is explicitly a hashtag. <laughs> like the playoff gear has a hashtag on it. I would also like to um, change mine to um, just ludicrous playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just ludicrous. Um, how do you think the Heat do against these teams? Does either one have a shot against Heat culture? I I kind of think they do, just because like I don't I don't love the Heat, Sean. <laughs> That's true. You don't. I kind of don't like their roster. Like, Bam is cool. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are cool, but they're really old. But, like, couldn't you sort of see a series where, like, Trey Young goes nuts against them and, like, wins in seven? I mean, I would certainly, I would certainly say that... Um... I would not be worried about them facing the Cavs, and I would yeah. be a little more worried about them. I just don't. I just don't think the Cavs can score any points on them, right? And whereas Atlanta is a lot more volatile. Yeah, that's sort of my thing. I would still pick Miami in that schedule. In that, but I could. I could see it going seven against the Hawks. Like. And Kevin Herter just proving he's the better sweet shooting white guy than the two he was. 
Oh man, that like watch. Now that you've said this, you're actually speaking um a giant Tyler Hero game into existence right now. <laughs> uh okay, what's the funniest thing that would happen? I mean, the funniest thing that could happen is like Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam fist fighting yeah, in that's... the locker room as they win the the game <laughs> in a sweep in yeah, a sweep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also I also like the idea of um, the Miami being up three one and going down like fifteen points in the fourth quarter and all the fans leaving and trying to desperately get mm-hmm. back in as the Heat come back. And yeah. win a first round series four one, but there's still footage of them like banging on the door. Oh, I'd like to change my answer. Actually. Okay, the funniest thing that could happen would be Udonis Haslam fist fighting Jimmy Buffett as oh. they celebrate winning the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, also, I would I would be happy if um, Flo Rida's manager his lifetime ban was listed mm-hmm. and he, he tried to fight, um, uh, Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Sean, the Celtics versus the Nets. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What are their slogans? Celtic pride versus Nets level. Excuse me? Celtic pride uh-huh. versus Nets level. N-E-T-S level. Like next level, but with nets. I hate both of these. First off, the Celtics one is named after like a brutal, like a terrible movie. <laughs> Written by Judd Apatow and yeah. Colin Quinn. Uh, where Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd kidnap Damon Wayans uh-huh. during a Celtics Jazz Finals, Finals yeah, a.k.a. Yeah. the Danny Ainge Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, and then the Celtics lose the finals. Here's what I will also, say. Also, oh, the other thing about that movie, Joey, uh-huh. is it's about a star Utah Jazz shooting guard who won't pass to his teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's what I will say about uh, Celtic Pride. It is uh-huh. at least a better name than Cuss Cries. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> Cuss Cries, the worst Cuss one cries. possible. Cuss Cries um. was rough. <laughs> Nets level is like Steve Nash came up with that on that court where he <laughs> yeah. shot the uh, shot the, the ads for his suit. shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. business business casual Nash. Um, this is the Kyrie Bowl, Joey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and we actually got a call from a listener about this. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Um, here. Hey, Ben Begora. this is Lucky the Leprechaun. The Boston Celtics' tiny and feisty mascot calling in to say, Top of the playoffs, Sean Michael Keane and Joseph Patrick Seamus calling Larry Mullen Jr. divine. There's a pot of gold at the end of the playoffs this year, and it's full of NBA Finals winner's shares and soda bread, which they still don't serve at Panera. I stole one of Danny Ainge's old gift cards. We leprechauns are tricksters. Now we're playing a trickster until Mr. Kyrie Irving, who stomped on my poor wee head the last time we played in the playoffs. I don't think that was a very blarney thing to do, but I do agree with him about the COVID-19 vaccine. After all, St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. 
Did it ignore the chance of transmitting snake bite to another person or lessen the severity of snake bite or insert a microchip from Satan's computer into the snake? Anyway, boys, I've got to get back to my day job. Sewing together shoes at a Nike factory. Leprechauns are shoemakers, and only our wee little hands can fit between the dangerous machinery. Luckily, we can move in a flash, or we'd surely be named, and all for $2.32 an hour. Happy St. Patrick Beverly's Day, boys! Go Celtics, and let's go Brandon! Uh, I would like to say, Lucky the Leprechaun, you're no longer allowed to listen to this show and never call me again. Well, that was... I mean, it's nice that he and Kyrie found some common ground, I guess, but... These dads, tr- you know what? I don't don't trust a man in a vest, really ever. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I say. <laughs> Maybe so Quinn if Snyder? The, are you talking about Quinn Snyder? Yeah, I, I don't trust Quinn Snyder. He wears that like tactical vest a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Like he's ready for war. <laughs> Jeff Bezos wears a vest. Uh, Sean Penn wears a lot of vests. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I have a vested interest in staying away from those guys. Um, okay, so the the Nets have uh, two very injury prone stars facing Marcus Smart. What what's the danger level on that? Pretty high. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Marcus Smart will take out your knees or your ankles or your feet, or kick you in the face. or kick you in, somehow kick you in the face in an NBA game. How did Composo get a suspension, but not? <laughs> Um, not drop kick, yeah, the, the the jump kick Murphy himself, <laughs> smart. Uh, what's the funniest outcome of this series, Sean? Uh, Brooklyn sweeping. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like just a decimation. Um, and Kyrie Irving like setting a record off series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like just Kyrie individually destroying them, and also, um, uh, Jalen Green and Al Horford getting vaccinated. Give me Jalen Brown. What, what did I say? You said Jalen Green. Oh, I'm sorry. Jalen Brown. Jalen Green, Green, I think, is, is vaccinated, probably. Yeah, probably oh. is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jalen Brown and Al Horford ruining their vaccinations uh, after, <laughs> after, they, after it doesn't even come up and they lose in the first round. Yeah, they, there's nothing funnier than that. Uh, I mean, a second funniest thing, I think, would be uh, Rob, uh, Rob Williams coming to, like, finally being healthy enough to play in, like, game three, like, miraculously. Uh-huh. But he shows up ten minutes late to shooting, uh, to shoot around and is suspended for the game by the yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I would, I would love that. And they're like, look, look, no special treatment. <laughs> this this guy's, uh, yeah, no special treatment for these guys. <laughs> I would also like to see some kind of old Boston athlete try to inject themselves into it again, like like Drew Bledsoe. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to think who that could possibly like, like who could get in on that. And um, I, I just I, unfortunately, there's not like a Red Sox guy named Irving or was there Brown. like a Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just it it just doesn't seem like there's 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 no Claxton. Um, I wish there was some kind of confusion, but unfortunately, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the closest you could have would be like Bill Simmons showing up in a Ben Simmons jersey. <laughs> or, oh, okay, here's the funniest thing. The actual David Duke starts coming to the game because David Duke <laughs> Jr. is on the Nets roster on the back of the bench. And mm-hmm. Boston's like, yeah, this guy believes in Ireland. We agree about busing. All right. <laughs> Sean Bucks versus Bulls. What are their slogans? Uh, the Bucks are sticking with Fear the Deer, and the Bulls are going with Sea Red. Like the Pixar movie? Yeah, that's what it's weird. That's set in Toronto. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I don't have a problem with either of these slogans, no, except fine. that except that Seeing Red is a, a recent Pixar, Pixar movie. movie. But like, but that's yeah. like like very basic, like not necessarily a pun exactly. But yeah, mm-hmm. good job. Uh, you can learn more about this series from Wilms and Couchside on patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Yeah, let's uh, just go go right to it. What's the funniest outcome of this series, Sean? Um, I have to say, I think the funniest outcome would be somehow uh, it's a blowout. The Bucks are winning. And uh, Warriors executive Mike Dunleavy Jr. is somehow sitting courtside. Mm-hmm. And Giannis, like, throws him back a couple more good. rows. And uh, evoking, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the funniest outcome of this series would be uh, Bango finally getting arrested for stealing, stealing uh, for selling drugs at the arena. <laughs> yeah, thank God, finally. <laughs> um, all right, Sixers versus Raptors, Sean. Okay, it's uh, Let, Raptors. First st- off, we got to yeah. talk about Matisse Tybel before we even get to. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So he got one half of the vaccine, Joe. How? <laughs> He got it and then did his research in the next three weeks and decided it wasn't for him. I, d- I don't know. I that is the we- that's the weirdest NBA vaccination thing because look, I don't I don't want to get into it too much, but like um Kyrie Irving, you know, sticking to his weird guns. He's sticking it's to his guns. Those guns happen to be leaky super soakers with the backpack on it, but he is sticking to them. What happened to Matisse Tybel <laughs> that he got one? He got all the negative consequences of one without the actual benefits of two. And now if he gets it, he has to get like two within three weeks again. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I am I understanding I don't how it know. works? I don't know how it works, man. I it's it's baffling to me. And also, um okay. I blame Andrew Bogut. Why are so many Australian players like this? Matisse Kyrie's an Australian. Australian? What's that? Matisse Tybel's Australian? Oh, yeah, baby. I did not know that. I think he's on the Australian national team. He's a dual American-Australian citizen because he spent seven years of his childhood in Sydney. Yeah, he plays, but he he plays for the Boomers. Crazy. Didn't know. I thought he was uh, American. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know he was named after uh, Henri Matisse? No, I'm well, I, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a very funny thing is that he did not play basketball in Australia because uh, he swam because lifeguards were such a big deal. Mm-hmm. So as a former lifeguard, I'll support that Matisse Tybel. So, yeah. So so Kyrie uh, Tybel and Simmons all uh, had some issues with the vaccine. And I look, I blame Andrew Bogan. I don't know if that's legitimate or not, but I blame Andrew Bogan. Mm hmm. Also, I think, do you think Delhi's vaccinated? I don't know, man. Probably. I think he is. I think he is. He did, he did break into that hospital 
dressed as a doctor <laughs> to to help out uh, Aaron Baines, right? That was cool. What a great story. Uh, <laughs> I want to say I want to see like. Look, it can't be a whole season of winning time, but if they do like 30, 30 minute one offs of winning time, I want fake Dr. Matthew Delavadova as one of them. <laughs> Just diving at nurses' knees all the time. All right, Sean. <laughs> what are their uh, respective slogans? Uh, the Raptors are sticking with We the North, which, yeah, you win an NBA title with a slogan. Yeah, sure. That can be your playoff slogan. Also, it's cool. It's just a good slogan. And it's not dorky, like, strength in numbers. Right, right. That yeah. where that one's like, uh, you're just talking about getting injured and also kind of seems like your analytics. And uh, and then uh, Philadelphia's is Phila Unite. Mm-mm, don't like it. If it was Philly Unite, yeah. I mean, that's still, look, okay. It's a soccer-ass slogan. Mm-hmm. But why is it Phila Unite? Because that sounds like Phyla, which is, mm-hmm. you know, phylums. Yeah. And maybe that's because Philadelphia fans are animals, and that's I how you classify with, animals uh, I, I went into with, Phyla. I would have went with these Johns. These Johns? I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, tasty Cake Playoffs, maybe? Uh-huh. I don't know. Um... How about just remember Rocky? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what about like uh, uh, threes like Wooder? Threes. Um, oh, that's good. W u d d e r. How um, about uh, punch a police horse playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> Sean, what's going to happen in this series? Uh, the Sixers are going to lose all of their games in Toronto and lose it four two. <laughs> uh, also, also, I mean, this they're going to deal with the vulnerability. That uh, everybody has with when uh, sorry, they're the Sixers are going to deal with their obvious vulnerability badly, which is they don't like run back on defense and they're going to be playing the most annoying play hard team in the NBA. What would be it would be it's also I think the funniest outcome is Joel Embiid. Losing to a team of six eight guys who aren't good at shooting, but who are really good at defense and passing. <laughs> right, right. Um, I can see Fred Van Vliet really going off of them. Oh, and you know the Heat play a lot like this too, but they're like that in the half court. The Raptors are going to have to fast break a lot, and mm-hmm. I just, I just think there's going to be so many plays where James Harden is like flat footed, getting back on defense after like a made basket, and. And the Sixers are going to win two games, like, big. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's going to be very frustrating when they lose. And then yep. sign James Harden to a five-year extension. <laughs> and then hire Mike D'Antoni as your coach. <laughs> um. And then Nick Nurse leaves in triumph to coach the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> All right, Sean, I think that's our episode. Yeah, that's gone... our episode. An hour and 40. Um, yep, yep, yep. What? Would you like to plug, Sean? Uh, yeah, I'll be at the punchline May 4th and May 5th. One of those is with Chris Voth. Sorry, May 3rd and May 4th. May 3rd is with uh, British comedian Phil Wang. May 4th is with uh, Denver comedian Chris Voth. He's uh, 5280 Relentless, guys. You want to check that out.
Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on April 9th, I tweeted, Night ended with a destroyed race car. I race everyone super clean, but don't get the respect back. Next time, I won't be so nice. Ooh, this is a new chapter for Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, did you write a song? I did, Joey. It's the last time we're going to be able to have a chance to do this. And I called up my good friend, Linda Perry. I know her from the Bay. And we did a song. So for me and Four Non Blondes, this is this song's called What's Up, Laker Fans. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, I called Sean and woke him up at 10 in the morning to tell him my idea for this yeah. song. I, I, was awake, I was awake, but but you did call me pretty early, yes. I, it's rare I was awake. That's true, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> All right, trust the process. Trust the process. uh, Shut it down. Let's all play in teams. Go home, because you lost. Been in three years, and my job is still coaching some dudes who are over the hill, I hope, for a new assignation. I realized quickly that Rich Paul was king, and Russell Westbrook would ruin everything this year. He missed all of his threes And so I cry sometimes when I talk to LeBron This Lakers season was my Vietnam I'm re-regrowing my bid from Orlando So I go to the crypto center and I step inside And I take a look at Kendrick Nunn's MRI and I Scream the top of my lungs, what's up Lakers fans? And I say, play in, play in, miss the playing. What's up Lakers fans? And I say, taco, taco, taco Tuesday. What's up, Lakers fans? Who's, 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 went away. Suku, 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 he didn't play And I drink Oh my god do I drink I drink all the time When Bron and Genie are squabbling 80's frail Oh my god he is frail He's hurt every single game the whole team is hobbling No one plays any defense And this team has no heart And when I drop a play Then Dwight Howard farts I am, I'm blocking Karandis' number And so we traded KCP And it all backfired Then Woke sends a tweet And I learned I'm fired And I Scream at the top of my lungs, what's up Lakers fans? And I say, 
What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here, uh, full of enthusiasm and positive energy about what we can be as a basketball team. I know we've had some rough years, but our future is bright, and I uh, can't wait to get to work. Been it three years, and my job is still coaching some dudes who are over the hill, I hope, for a new assignation. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.